0: Hello, and welcome to episode five of the Obsessive Viewer Podcast. Uh, today we're going to discuss our memorable theater experiences and why we love movies. After much, 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 much trial and error. We finally got uh, some microphones working. Seriously, it took an hour. An hour. We've been sitting here for an hour. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it was frustrating, but we're finally all ready to go and everything, and hopefully it sounds a lot better.
1: Yeah, and I feel like we're kind of hitting our groove now with this, at least. Hopefully, because we have. I mean, they're cheap microphones, but I mean, they are microphones. We're not crowding around the exactly the MacBook or anything. Yeah. Uh,
0: so yeah, um, and then Matt had some information about a contest we were going to do.
1: Yeah, um, I am very. Uh, by the way, I'm Matt. This is Tiny. Hi. <laughs> um, so I wanted to announce our uh, our first contest or uh, what have you. Basically, today we're going to be talking about our most memorable movie theater experiences, among other things. And I had the thought that if you're listening. Um, and you have like an interesting story about a movie theater experience that, you, that you've had, go ahead and give us an email. Write it out and uh, shoot us an email at ovpodcast at gmail.com. Um, we'll, we'll select the best one. We'll read it on air, and we'll also plug whatever you want, like a blog or podcast of your own or, uh, or a movie or TV show that you want to get more recognition. We'll go ahead and uh, give it a shout-out. Um, for your troubles and, uh, this is your chance to have your memory immortalized in in podcast form. So Plus, it's, it's a fancy way of saying we're lonely. Yes. We, we, we set up this email address and no one's emailing us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so go ahead and go ahead and do that. And, uh, all right. Yeah. Tiny. All righty. Um, uh, well, the way we usually kick things
0: off is we talk about what we've been watching lately. Um, And I I tweeted about this a little bit, but uh, I went and saw World War Z in the theater. Uh, last week.
1: That's based on the book, right? Uh, not, not even a little bit. <laughs> uh,
0: I'm not sure that they even knew there was a book. Ugh. I think someone just mentioned to them, and they were like, By the rights," and then they just threw it all out the window. Yeah,
1: I've I've been sternly against that movie since I saw just the foot, even the first footage that came out. So I haven't seen it yet. So I take it that you didn't like it that much. Not even a little. Um, yeah, I, I held that hope
0: for it. I hoped that it was gonna that they were going to pull it off. I love the director, I love I like mm-hmm. Brad Pitt, I liked everyone involved with it, but they just they really they really dug their own grave when they decided to just do away with the novel. And yeah. that's exactly what they did and you could tell. Um, but it, I don't know. It, it it's actually started really well. Like the uh, the opening, the first act if you will, okay. the introduction to everything was really cool. Like how they you know, the 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 first the first parts of the whole zombie invasion was actually pretty cool but then it just fell off from there they overcomplicated it it was uh, i was just really let down
1: that's that's a shame because like i said at the i said at the beginning of the or the end of our first podcast that it's it's the best work of pretty much anything zombie related uh the book is yeah yeah, the book and i mean it's just prime prime like it's just so well well constructed that it's it's it suits itself well to an adaptation and it's just a shame that it wasn't done justice at all.
0: Yeah, I'm, i was really disappointed. Yeah.
1: Let me ask you this without really spoiling or any spoiling it or anything. Uh, Battle of Yonkers not even slightly depicted in the Really? Book. No. Oh, that's yeah. such a
0: bummer. But there's I mean there's stuff in the movie that wasn't in the book, but it's nowhere near as cool really? as what was in there. Uh. No. And there's there's like a little snippet at the end, where they're like, "Oh, hey, see, so this this is some of the stuff that was in the book, but it's like it's like a montage." Are you serious? Uh, seriously, it's horrendous.
1: Oh, that is such a bummer. Yeah, um, I was disappointed. Yeah, obviously, I'm not heading to the theater for that one. Um, what about TV shows? Have you what, what have you been watching? Um, TV
0: shows? Uh, I've just been kind of sticking to Oz lately. Yep. I, I mentioned that in one of the former episodes, nice. one of the last episodes. And how um, uh,
1: how much farther are you in it? I'm... Um, a little bit uh
0: a little bit past halfway of season four so nice, and s- how many seasons six seasons okay. total. yeah,
1: it's not bad, you're making good progress yeah
0: it's man, it's a great show, I'm nice. really loving it
1: that's great, yep, nice. what about you Oh, uh well, I wanted to kind of change things up with mine because the movie that I watched is actually going to be referenced in in the main discussion of the main topic, so I'll save that for later, but two things t v show related um Tiny, are you familiar with Sammy Terry? Yeah, I am. Yeah, uh, from, from yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, for those, for everyone that's listening, I don't know if I don't think he's like a big name or anything. I don't think so. No, he's a Indian Indianapolis local kind of thing. Where Sammy Terry was, uh, I can't remember his name. I should have done more research, but um, Sammy Terry was a guy who basically throughout the uh, '70s and '80s, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Um, he basically hosted this tv show on uh like a local local indianapolis channel where he'd, he'd be dressed up and um some cheesy kind of makeup effects and everything and he'd <laughs> he'd host like screenings of old horror movies like old um um old dracula movies and um I can't uh, 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 Bella uh, Lugosi. I've completely butchered that name. <laughs> Bella Lugosi. Bella yeah. Um All of his movies and stuff. And it's it was just he he passed away sadly a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And it just made me think that, I mean his his show was uh, before my time, so I never really, don't really remember ever seeing it. And uh, I think my parents were more into it than I ever was. But it just it just made me realize that there's kind of a lack of cheesy. Um, horror movies on TV that are hosted like like event like event shows like that I guess right. Um, and it's kind of it's kind of a bummer because DVR and uh, uh, internet all that DVR Netflix all that they've kind of killed that kind of programming. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of unfortunate, really. It really is because every time I watch Halloween, the original Halloween, uh, John Carpenter's Halloween, and they're watching. Uh, the original, the thing, um, and they show like they show the clips and everything, and they're basically like they say like, okay, we'll be right back with the thing, and it's kind of like this cheesy, kind of spooky, kind of thing. Every time I see it, I think like, man, I wish I had that growing up. I wish I would have uh, seen something like that because I mean that would be just a lot of fun. And now, sadly, it's it's kind of dying. Yeah. Um, It'd
0: be, it'd be kind of a cool nostalgic theme if they kind of resurrected that, that style a little bit.
1: Yeah. So it's, so with, uh, deep remorse and sadness, we, uh, we say goodbye to Sammy Terry. Um, yeah, yeah. He was very entertaining to a lot of people. Sadly, I missed the boat on that, but hopefully maybe someday someone will carry on his legacy. Hopefully. Yeah. Nice. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, the second thing I wanted to say is, Tiny, have you heard anything about community? Uh, I heard that Dan Harmon's coming back. He is. For the, for the next season, so yes. that's exciting. That's exciting, but do you want me to take the wind out of your sails? Oh, geez. Yeah. Are no. you ready for this? <laughs> no, but go ahead. <laughs> Donald Glover is going to be back. Okay. But he's not going to be a series regular. Oh. He's going to slowly exit the series, as I heard it. He's only going to be what? in five episodes. Oh, man. Right? How did I not hear about that? Uh, it just happened a couple days ago, but... Oh, uh, that like, sucks. It really does. It's I guess he wants to concentrate more on Childish Gambino, which he's a very talented rapper. Oh, yeah. I love his music. Yeah, but, I mean, come on. I mean, Community's on its last leg. I mean, at least give it... At least see it through to the end. Bro. Yeah, that that show is not going to be the same without Troy and Abed. It really isn't. Yeah. It really isn't. What are they going to do, like <sighs> Troy and Dean in the morning? That's that's just weird. <laughs> or not A- Troy Abed Dean, and Dean. Abed and Dean. Yeah. See, I'm just torn up. I'm still thinking Man. of Troy.
0: That's that's too bad. Yeah.
1: So we'll see how it goes, but I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not
0: optimistic. Yeah. Me either. Yeah. I don't. I don't know, that that whole cast works together so well. They really do. Yeah,
1: I I don't know, maybe they'll pull through without him, but we'll see. Yeah, well, I had reservations about the new season, even with Dan Harmon coming back, because I'm afraid that last season was just made, uh, gave them, uh, was irreparable um, damage done to it. But, I mean, with this new development, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of curious, is anyone else going to jump ship? I don't
0: know. Yeah, that's true. Darn, If everybody's going to start you know leaving the show it's just not going to be the same at all
1: yeah yeah hmm. uh, too bad yeah gives them more time to have more uh more chang storylines oh jeez uh, the last thing they need yep yeah. Changnesia was the worst thing that's ever happened to that series and that's, <laughs> that's including stupid. dan harman getting fired jeez uh,
0: <laughs> you know just uh ken jong in general like i can't I can't enjoy him anymore. In Me anything. neither.
1: He's just too over the top. He is, and it's a wasted talent because he was great in Season 1. Right. Um, and I guess in Season, was it 3 that they tried to... That when he was the security guard, mm-hmm. it kind of seemed like they... I mean, it was like they were like, okay, well, we, he, he needs to be more in an, authorita- an authoritative uh, position again like he was in Season 1. So we'll make him a security guard. And in theory, it was a good idea, but in execution, it was just... It was just forgettable. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah. yeah, I don't even want to touch on what the hell happened last season. <laughs> yeah, so. I tried to push it from my mind. Yeah, like I, I've said it before, and I, I honestly have no memory if that if that storyline was if the Changnesia storyline was resolved in any way, <laughs> and that's indicative of it. If it was resolved, it wasn't memorable. If uh-huh. it wasn't resolved, I don't care enough for to be mad about it. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> glad I didn't see it.
0: I agree. Uh,
1: Yeah, so it's a shame. Yeah, Yeah, it's too bad. Yeah. Um, Did you want to move on?
0: Yeah, let's uh, move on to our main topic. All right. Sure. Uh, Today we're basically kind of going to talk about uh, some memorable theater experiences. And that kind of, as we were both thinking about that, it just kind of inspired us to think about really why we love movies in general. Yes. It's probably a good thing to kind of get established um, just, you know, towards the beginning of this whole this whole uh, podcast adventure just right. so you guys can learn some stuff about us yeah. and, and, and how we feel about everything so yeah.
1: and i'd like to apologize for taking five episodes before we thought to <laughs> thought to tell you why we love the things that we love yeah that's a good point um, i mean we had <laughs> we basically alienated a bunch of listeners by telling us telling them what we didn't like right but that's my bad guys yeah thank you for still listening <laughs> yeah yeah. All
0: right, well, uh, first on my list for uh, memorable theater experiences, um going to take a little journey back to 1994 Whew. when I saw uh, The Lion King in oh, the theater. Oh, yes. Yeah, um, classic, classic Disney movie. Oh, yes. I think everyone in our generation pretty much loved that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think what, what made that, that specific experience special for me was that uh, it was over the summer, and... Um, I was, at the time, I I think I was only seven, yeah, I was only seven years old at the time, and so I had, like, a, I went to a daycare over the summer, and so, like, it was actually a field trip as part of my daycare, the whole class. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, the whole class went and saw a movie in the theater. Nice. Um, It was really cool, um, just to, because I hated my daycare, and I didn't want (laughs) to be there, and so it was nice to get out of there and have a fun experience, and. That's awesome. And it was cool. We all got our own, like, little things of popcorn, and. Nice. Like, a bunch of kids around me didn't eat it, so I ate theirs.
1: <laughs> it was just funny. I don't know. Just That's kinda, awesome. Just a really great experience for me. Um, nice. And the movie's great. Oh, yeah. So. I'm I'm really jealous that you saw it in the theater because I didn't see it in the theater. Oh, I, wow. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I remember, I think the first time I saw it was at a sleepover with, at a friend's house, and I think I ended up getting sick anyway <laughs> um, and I had to call my mom to come get me, but... I I, like I I love the movie and I mean just the stampede scene just haunted me. I mean that was just that was dark for a Mm. Disney movie. Um it just it just like it freaked me out a lot and it was just you know, it was it was it's a great movie. It's it's a classic. Yep. Um absolutely yeah. First on my list, I just want to run through a few a few titles real quick just as memorable like my earliest theater experiences, if you will. Basically, the earliest uh, the earliest movie theater experience that i can think of that i can remember is uh i was way too young for these movies to even process them at all but i remember my dad took me to a dry, a double feature at the drive-in if you guys remember those <laughs> um, of bill and both of the bill and ted movies awesome <laughs> yeah and uh I like to think that on some 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 subconscious level that that's where my love of time travel kind of originated. Nice. Um but yeah, and I just I don't remember hardly anything about him. I just remember I think I was kind of scared of some of the some of the effects and everything in it, but it was still still memorable enough for me to remember it like 20 years later. Nice. Um, and then a couple other ones, just early memories was, uh, I saw these two movies very close together and you can, there's, there's an interesting juxtaposition between the two movies in terms of quality. But the first one is Super Mario Brothers. (laughs) If you remember that classic? Um, I remember seeing that in the theater and then I remember a few weeks later, this little, uh, this little movie came out called Jurassic Park. Oh my gosh. Is that what it's called? I think so. Um, yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah. Jurassic Park came out and I remember like my mom uh, reading reading about it on uh, in the newspaper and being like oh yeah people are fainting and all that because anytime, anytime there's a big movie even back in the 90s they were like oh people faint so right. go, give us your money <laughs> but so there was like a hype built up around it and so I remember that my mom was taking us somewhere like she was like oh we're going for a surprise and then uh, I just remembered like Because I when I saw Super Mario Brothers, it was a a neighbor took us, uh, some friends' parents took us, and I remember while we were on our way to Jurassic Park, I kind of remembered the route. Like I was like, this is the same route we took to see Super Mario. We're going to go see a movie, (laughs) and it was like this this just uh, this rush that was like, oh my god, we're going to go see a movie. It's it's the most. It's amazing. It's this is a this is a fun time because we don't really. I don't know. Like I think it was like right at a time where I was just getting old enough to where I could really process the movies and all that. And right. It was just it was it was exciting. I was and uh, I love the movie. Cool. Um, yeah. Hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. What's next on your list, okay. Tiny? Uh,
0: next on my list is uh, it's just a year after the other one in 1995, oh. a little movie called Apollo 13.
1: Oh yes. Yeah.
0: Um, that I think kind of back to what you said. I think that mm. that movie kind of got me in, into movies sort of nice. just that I think that is the experience That's um awesome. and I don't know it, I don't, it wasn't really anything that special it was just that movie came out like fourth of July weekend I think okay and I think my family and I saw it on the fourth of July oh, and you wow. know it was like a really cool it was it was a patriotic moment in our history sort of you know right. there's a lot of history in that in that uh that movie They talk about oh we've never lost a man in space and stuff like that and I don't know, it just it was a really inspiring story and it really had its the full effect on me. Um and the crowd was really into it. You know, they laughed at the funny parts, but then they weren't loud during the other parts and Nice. I don't know. I think it was just it was kind of the part where my the movie side of my brain kind of turned on, I think. That's great.
1: So, would you say that that also kind of well, I mean, this is speaking a little for you but would you say that, that w- was where your love of history kind of came into to uh, play a little bit
0: maybe i'm not sure about that i don't know cuz that that may have been a little bit later that i got involved in history
1: and, okay i thought so yeah what about your love of tom hanks uh, i've always loved tom hanks yes i think he's the, i think he's the guy who delivered me in the room <laughs> when i was born cuz he's
0: just awesome
1: yeah and he would do that cuz he's that kind of person yeah. he's just that awesome <laughs> <laughs> he really is great that's awesome uh now, what did you think about it about its sequel, uh, Apollo eighteen? Oh man, talk about a great movie! <laughs> yeah.
0: Jeez, don't don't watch it if you uh, haven't seen
1: it. It is horrible. I haven't seen it just strictly based on Tiny's uh, 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 his 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 review of it because it was like I was on the fence about it anyway, but. Yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna see
0: it. It's it's one of the worst movies I've seen probably. It's, it was just awful. I can't even go into detail. Just the stupidest plot. I can't. I don't know how who had the who had the guts to actually pitch that piece of crap in a in, <laughs> a, studio, in a
1: you know meeting. It was just horrible. Now so. you know that you know those found footage movies that are huge, right? What if we do one where it's in space? <laughs>
0: Oh, geez. Yeah, the Uh, astronauts are carrying around cameras.
1: Yeah, there's not going to be any plot holes with that at all. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) Gosh. Speaking of kind of – well, not really horrible – not really speaking of horrible movies because these are all – two out of these three that I'm about to reference are good. Um, (laughs) But I want to talk just briefly about – we're talking about memorable movie theater experiences. Um, And I want to talk about three – Memorable experiences, but they're not very – they're negative memories. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, the first one is uh, 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 Munich.
0: Oh, I wow. love
1: that movie. Oh, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. Spielberg – it's actually fascinating because Spielberg, like pretty, like, he filmed it and got it out – uh, within, like, a year, I think. Something or like, like that. Within, like, six months, he finished right. pretty much everything they edited, they edited the whole thing in, like, two months or something yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. Which is and it's, it's just insane. Just his, his work is just amazing. But, right. so, I'm I'm at the theater seeing this, seeing this movie, and there's a family, behind, like, three rows behind me with, like, had to be a six-month-old baby. Oh. And I'm like, why would you take a six-month-old baby yeah. to a movie Where there's clearly going to be explosions. Right. All this stuff. So naturally the baby started crying and and going crazy. It was just kind of really taking me away from the movie because I'm one of those people that I view a movie theater as a a temple kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. uh, So, I mean, it's like a sanctuary for me. And if if you disturb my experience, you're basically – Disturbing just my life
0: um, <laughs> I agree,
1: yeah, and luckily eventually the like the grandmother of the family kind of took the baby out of the theater, not took her out like the people in Munich, <laughs> but um, that's not a short movie either it's not it's yeah. like it's over it's over two hours, I'm pretty sure yeah, I think it is, yeah, um. But wow. I, and all I was thinking was that this is a family. The family was a family of maybe 4 or 5 adults. Yeah. So I'm like one of them couldn't have stayed home with the baby. Really? <laughs> it's like it's not like you're at a Pixar movie or it's not like it's like it's something that the baby can enjoy. But yeah. Anyway, moving on to the huh. next one on the list of horrible theater. Well, not this wasn't really a horrible theater experience. It was because of the content of it cuz I'm not good with gore. But I saw Saw 3 in the theater. And I mean, it, it was a. I don't. I never saw. I never saw the fourth through millionth one, because <laughs> after the third one, I was like, "All right, I'm done. This is a good franchise. It was a good trilogy." Right. Um. But what struck me about that theater experience uh, experience, and you're you're going to notice a pattern with these these stories. <laughs> um. This it was like me and my sister, and then, uh, like a, uh, like a group of two adults and two kids that they had to be between five and seven years old. Oh man. And they sat like kind of toward the front row. And I'm like, I'm like, y- you guys, you guys know this. You- this is the third movie in the franchise. So <laughs> you've got to know what it's about. You. Uh, <laughs> and like, I'm sitting there like watching It's like, these kids are getting scarred for life as they're drilling. They're basically performing brain surgery on the guy uh, and showing everything. Like even I shielded my eyes from it. I'm not a small. Sh- well, i'm a little ashamed to admit that but but yeah and it was just i was just like i like i wish i could just talk to those kids like in like 10 years and be like so how's life going wow were they being like loud and annoying or (laughs) no they weren't they were actually well behaved because Uh they were busy just in shock like i think they like (laughs) like like they were turning away and kind of groaning and all that but oh man i was like that's not an age-appropriate movie but i mean i'm not not telling you how to raise your kids but but don't do that don't do that (laughs) Um, and then the third one is Tiny. You were there for this uh, Inception. Inception. I, going, Inception. I knew you were going. to say that. Yes. Oh man. We went to see Inception on opening weekend. I think it was opening night. Actually. It was opening night. It, it, was, was, yeah, wasn't it was Friday. It? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, admittedly, we got to the theater a little late. Yeah. So we got a we got a spot like I think it was like three rows. Second row, third row. Second or third row. I think it was the third row. Yeah. And then it was a packed theater, and I was like, I was like, okay, make do with make do with what it is. It's going to be fun to see this movie in a big group of people, right? Um, and so, but the problem came when a big group of again, you're going to notice a pattern. Of they had to be between 13 and 15 years old, something like that. Yeah, yeah like four kids four or five kids yeah four or five yeah sat in the front row which i mean they didn't have any other options yeah the entire movie they were were snickering and giggling and like switching spots and yeah and like like, showing each other stuff on their cell phones and stuff (sighs) they'd get up and leave and come back and leave and come back and then i'm just like I was like at my wits end because Christopher Nolan is one of my favorite filmmakers. Right. And this was the first time seeing Inception. I was like this has been hyped up for me so much and
2: mm-hmm. luckily
1: I didn't let it get to me that much although I had just thoughts in my head like I want to destroy these kids' lives <laughs> like they've destroyed my two and a half hours. Yeah um and then i don't know if you remember this but at the end like they stood up and
0: one of them was like oh thank god it's finally over yeah i was Uh, like you jerk i mean come on are you serious (laughs) he's so we're about to say another word i think i did when i was there oh yeah i uh
1: uh, it was uh like it was ridiculous yeah and it's it's a sad statement on (laughs) it's a sad it's a sad indicator of the uh, the national attention span and how young age it's kind of getting lower. Yeah, especially teenagers. Uh, Yeah. So if you're listening to this just and you're a kid or if you're a person who talks or does any kind of anything except watching the movie, (laughs) don't do that. Yeah, stop, please. Yeah, like I saw saw Project X. I mean, that's a forgettable movie. Yeah. But I was in the theater by myself, which was amazing. (laughs) Like, I loved that. Nice. But... I still felt bad about tweeting and all that stuff because I mean I wasn't disturbing anyone because I mean it was just me but yeah I just needed to let people know that anyone anyone who drinks from a pimp chalice is a douchebag oh
0: automatically yeah especially uh, if you're a white guy yeah so I, I needed
1: people to know that so. yeah
0: absolutely yeah. well um, one that I actually just thought of I didn't even put it down on my list I just yes. kind of remembered it was uh, I saw the movie uh, Smoking Aces oh, in the yeah. theater. And uh, I remember this. I think. Yeah, Go, it was, you
1: didn't have this on your list.
0: I forgot about it until. How just did now. you forget about I it? Know, I don't know. I'm tired. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but um, basically, what happened? I was, I think, I saw the movie during the day, like during the week. Mm-hmm. Like it was like a matinee, like you know, one thirty-two in the afternoon. Yeah. And so it was just me, like kind of in the middle of the theater, and then a couple in like the back row. And so I was sitting in the aisle, and there was an aisle that went like right down the middle. And so I was sitting in kind of like the middle of the theater and this, the other couple was in the back row and about 10 or 15 minutes into the, the, the movie, I just, I was sitting there and I just saw this drink just go flying down the aisle. And I was just like, what, what the heck? <laughs> and I turned around and looked back and the, the girl of the couple was having a seizure, like very, Jeez. very violently, like shaking. And like, she, she like fell out of her chair and stuff. And I was like, uh, <laughs> um, do you want me to call an ambulance? And the guy was like, yeah, call an ambulance right now. <laughs> and I was like, okay, jeez." And thankfully the, the theater we were at, I was at is literal, literally right next to a fire department. Yeah. Like you can see it from the front of the building. Mm-hmm. And so they were there in like 30 seconds and That's they came in there and- Took care of her and everything, but you know, I missed like ten minutes of the movie. That's the important part. I right, missed right. the movie. Didn't they give you like a free pass or
1: something? Yeah, they gave like, me, like three
0: three feet nice. free passes because I guess they thought. I mean, I'm basically a hero. Right. Right. Yeah. So you know, I deserve some free free, yeah. free, free passes. So, <laughs> and I, I guess the girl was fine I and mean, she she stopped seizing after a couple minutes, but mm-hmm. and she was fine. She I, I overheard her saying that she had, you know, had a couple before couple seizures or so i don't know maybe she has some kind yeah. of condition
1: undiagnosed condition or something but right it was it's was pretty memorable <laughs> yeah i uh i was gonna i was gonna say that when when you told me the story the first time i just i just imagined you instead of instead of like getting up and like like reacting to it and everything being like come on guys come on <laughs> the movie's starting let's stop these shenanigans and i would have felt awful <laughs> yeah let's let's be cool guys okay yeah and then another part of me thought that you were going to say that they were like making out like really heavily or something like that yeah that would have just been awkward yeah Yeah. exactly so if you're listening and you want some free passes to a movie theater take a friend (laughs) and there you go uh yep what's next on uh, your list well the next on my list is actually uh grindhouse oh nice yeah i uh i saw this movie it was actually it was actually a fun it was a really fun night because uh I was in Evansville visiting some friends, Mike and Pat, and all them um, who were listeners to the to the show. Um, right. And so we went. It was a year after I'd last seen them, and I went. We went down and we were uh, went to go see Grindhouse, and it, it was kind of funny because uh, uh, Pat's girlfriend at the time, um, like she she had a real – problem with gore i guess <laughs> so i distinctly remember him telling her like oh no grindhouse it's a it's a, uh, a skateboarding movie <laughs> 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 so she was pretty mad <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> uh so yeah but uh no it was it was great because seeing it in the theater i mean it was a like three hour movie because it's the two movies and then in the uh trailer separated right uh separating them and it was just it was just a really cool like i was i was enveloped in the cheesiness mm-hmm. of the grindhouse theater like experience and i mean cuz those kind of grindhouse pictures those were kind of before our time oh yeah definitely and it was kind of like a piece of film history that i just kind of missed out on mm-hmm. um or that i would have to seek out in the most obscure places um to, to find it, and I mean, I just don't have the energy for that. Um, <laughs> but just, it was really cool to see it like that, and the grainy effects of the of the film, the films were just. It was, it was just a cool experience. I really liked it, and I mean, I didn't even own because I really liked the movies themselves. Um, and who doesn't want to see Thanksgiving yeah. and uh, <laughs> um, don't oh, as, man, as a double feature? Like, I wish that Grindhouse was a bigger hit because i would totally go see those two movies yeah me too um instead we got machete which i've heard isn't that good i haven't seen it yeah it's okay yeah but um i just i just really that was a really cool experience and i didn't even buy i didn't even buy the movies on blu-ray or on dvd until i found the blu-ray that was a double feature of it that was like exactly like the theater experience right and i was so happy when i got that like a year or two ago um, I think that was kind of the
0: intention of Tarantino and rog- Rodriguez was to basically make it an experience as opposed to making like really, really good movies that they were real passionate about. They were basically just trying to give everyone a really cool theater experience, right? That's the, what that was about, I think.
1: Yeah, and I think that they, because I think they, I mean, I know that I know Tarantino is like real big on kind of the obscure, um, obscure movies and stuff like that. I think that came from him working in a video store. Which, as a as a small tangent. The internet and Netflix and all that—they're also kind of ruining. I kind of wish that I kind of wish that video rental stores were kind of still big, right? Um, because I mean, you can go and find an obscure movie or, or like a just a movie you wouldn't think of on it. I mean, you can still get that with uh, Netflix, but there's something different about right uh, something special about holding it in your hands and just kind of basing it off the cover yeah you don't but have the personal experience anymore either where you get yeah. a real a real seasoned
0: guy who works in that video store right and he's just like oh man have you seen this movie yet that no one's heard about and you're yeah. like no and then you watch it and it's amazing yeah that's how actually that's how i discovered the movie boondock saints really with some guy that's and cool. i had never heard of it i didn't know anything about wow. it. and the guy in the movie theater was like look dude i know you probably hear this all the time but <laughs> rent this movie it's nice. awesome and i was like all right sure why not yeah. and it was I, it's, it's a great movie i love it oh <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah um well, I will say that Netflix has, on the PS3, they have the Max feature now. Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> is that where they, it'll find something for you? Yeah, yeah and it's, yeah. it's kind of cheesy. And I mean, I don't know, I kinda, it needs some work because, I mean, like I tried it and it was like, what kind of movie are you in the mood for? And it gives you like the choice between three um, three genres and then you hit one and it's basically like, oh, here's a movie that you can do from this genre. It's like, it doesn't mix and match. It's not, the algorithm isn't really that, hmm. that big. That's too bad. Yeah, so maybe with time, but yeah. I mean there's just there's just something about being in a at a video store and just kinda talking shop or whatever. Right, <laughs> exactly. That, that's true. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. how it is. Yeah. So what's next on your list, I um,
0: Next on my list is actually, um, this was the first time I'd ever gone to a midnight showing. Oh, And uh, it was just Oh, la- I know this one. Go yeah, ahead. this was actually just last year. Uh, yeah. Me and Matt were there together. It was mm-hmm. uh, The Dark Knight Rises. Yes. At midnight. Um, it was kind of
1: marred by the events in Colorado, obviously. Yeah, but... a little bit. <laughs>
0: yeah. But um, it was just, I think midnight showings have kind of really just, they've really found their found their rhythm over the last decade maybe even less than that and Mm -hmm. so like before you know before like 2005 or so i just never really heard about midnight screenings it wasn't really a big a big deal really right and so i had never been to one before but you know, just like everyone else who has a pulse, I was incredibly excited about the Dark Knight Rises. Right. Um, so I was like, you know what? Screw it. Let's try and do it for this one. And yeah. And me and Matt went with like five or six other yeah. friends, and uh, we yeah. sat we sat kind of in the front. It, they weren't bad seats. But yeah, kind of off to the left. Yeah, off yeah. to the left, and you know, we got there super early, <laughs> just because you yeah. had to to get a seat. Oh yeah. And there were just a bunch of people there. There were people wearing capes. Yes. It was just really. That was so cool. Yeah. And like it was, it was really rowdy before the movie started. Mm-hmm. Like everybody was talking and real excited and I was like, Oh man, I hope this doesn't ruin the experience. But right. Once, once it started rolling, it was just silence Yeah, because everybody was so into it. And I, I was distinctly just think
1: like, remember that. Yeah.
0: It was such a cool experience.
1: Yeah. It was like, it, it, it kind of, speaks to the kind of feeling like this is one of the reasons why i love going to the movie theater is like there's a sense of community with it like like you like you're in a room like when you think about it you're in a dark room with a bunch of strangers <laughs> staring at a screen for two hours yes or two and a half hours or two two hours and 45 minutes in the dark night rises but it's one of those experiences where Like, everyone's watching the same thing. Everyone is having a a different reaction to it. Everyone's having, like, a different experience rather than your own. And you kind of, especially with The Dark Knight Rises, everyone there was a huge fan. Yeah. Everyone was just excited. And then everyone was very quiet and respectful. And it was kind of like this undercurrent throughout the entire the entire movie, where everyone was like, "This is a special experience that we 're yes. going to remember for a long time absolutely and it was just it was just a really cool experience mm-hmm. um, i can 't remember if that was my first midnight showing or not, but huh. it was it was definitely a good one and we we eventually went to a midnight showing of uh, like this was last last October. We went to a midnight showing of VHS. Yeah, yeah. Which I wasn't a fan of the movie, but right. it was still pretty cool because there was. It was fun. Yeah, it was a fun. Yeah. It was a fun time, and I won a poster that my nephew eventually puked on. Which,
0: <laughs> I mean, I think he, he he's a, he's a kid. He's like one and a half years old. He's not like
1: nineteen. or Right. Anything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he. Uh, but he and he kind of echoed my sentiments for the movie because <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't a huge fan. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, yeah whose turn is it uh your turn what's up what do you got next um
0: (laughs) the master Ah, the master yes (laughs) (laughs) i think i remember this one too
1: yes this one me and tiny and uh our friend greg who was on the first episode of the podcast we all went to see the master and we saw the master at my favorite theater in indianapolis mine too yes uh keystone art cinema and indie lounge um off a of, uh, uh, Keystone, Keystone of the Crossing, yeah, yeah. Keystone and the Crossing. Um, it's a little like art art theater that shows limited run mo- or uh, limited release movies and all the stuff. Most comfortable seats, yeah, they're really cool. Of any theater, they uh, recline and a little bit. And everything. it's yeah. cool. The only well, the only theater that kind of competes in terms of comfort is the Toby Theater at the Indianapolis Museum of Art. Right, but I digress. Um, but with the Master, we went to the Indie Lounge first because we got there like an hour early, and so we went to the Indie Lounge and had a few beers. Which that's another thing that I just love about it is you can go and have a beer and talk to the, talk to the bartender. The bar, one of the bartenders was really cool. And, uh, like we talked to him about, like I asked him what is, what he thought of a sleepwalk with me. Um, I remember that, but I think it was that time. But anyway, Mm -hmm. so like I'm pounding a few beers back and then we go into the theater. I bring one into the theater and then the movie starts and the movie's pretty long. Yeah, it is. And, uh. Like involving, and then all I feel is I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so I, I like, like pounding those beers before the movie. In theory, was fun, but I missed out on the pieces of the movie because I was in and out of the bathroom three times throughout the movie. Oh man! And it was just, uh, and I was That's just, too bad. Yeah, I was a little bit buzzed, but yeah. So and I liked the movie. I liked what I saw of the movie, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a, a
0: dialogue-heavy movie. It was. It's PT Anderson, so it's. Yeah, I, I think I said it in the past episode. He's he does character studies, so right. it's about the characters, and there's just a lot of talking.
1: Yeah. So, but despite that, I still love the, um, the Keystone Art <laughs> Theater. Eastern yeah. Art Cinema and Indie Lounge. Like, I've seen 127 hours there. I went to a screening of Trance there, which was really fun. Awesome. Um, we went to uh, Pulp Fiction a couple weekends ago. Yeah, a couple ago, weeks ago. Which was really cool, a midnight screening of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I also saw Safety Not Guaranteed there. Love that movie. So it's, it's that place has has a special place in my heart. It's a nice I, theater. Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah. Uh, what's next on your
0: list? Uh, this is actually the last one on my list, Thanks. and uh, it's, again, something that, Matt and I went to it together. Um, mm-hmm. It's actually 2001: A Space Odyssey. Yes, it's, uh, it, it was the theater that the other theater that Matt mentioned. It's yeah. called the Toby Theater. Yes, at and the it's, Indianapolis uh,
1: Museum of Art.
0: Yep, the uh, Indianapolis that that museum is actually like really well funded. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a lot of a lot of diehard members that you know donate to it. And I mean, even if you're not a movie fan and you want to see some art, go there and check it out. There's some great stuff there. They have just tons and they even have like tons of acres of like these, these really nice gardens. Apparently I haven't, I haven't been in them, but I've seen pictures and apparently it's nice. like really beautiful. So, but, uh, we just went to the theater that day. It was, it was over the, over the winter.
1: Yeah. They had the winter film series, right? Yeah, Every, yeah. every winter and every summer they have a film series. Like the winter series is at the Toby theater. And then the summer series is in the amphitheater. And, right. uh, and i we haven't we haven't made it to any of them i don't think they're i think they're over with now but yeah yeah but anyway right um
0: but yeah we can we, i mean we can we can both talk about this but um yeah yeah it, 2001 is such a it's such an enthralling movie mm-hmm. you know it's it's just one of those classic movies that you can watch several times and your feelings about
1: it change every time you watch it every single viewing is a different viewing it really is and it's you can't say that about any, you can't really say that about hardly any other movie. Really, yeah, um, you really can't. And it's just, it's just a really great experience, and especially seeing it on a big screen was. Just, oh yeah, like that was a dream of mine. Like that was a, on my bucket list, mm-hmm. and it was, it was just really cool. Even though it wasn't a thirty five millimeter print, which I would have would would have been ideal. They actually just projected the Blu ray. Right. But it was still just really cool. Um, Absolutely. It was another yeah. thing where you're in a room, dark dark room, with a bunch of people who are just admiring <laughs> the same thing. And yeah. It's, it was it was it was a really cool experience, right?
0: And, and everyone who goes and sees 2001: A Space Odyssey at uh, an indie theater on a Sunday afternoon is there on purpose. Yeah, there's exactly. not like, anyone like,
1: "Oh, this looks good, let's
0: go see it." You know, yeah. There's, there's
1: not going to be little bratty kids who are right. running around and they're like, "Oh, thank God it's over."
0: Yep. And yeah. uh, this is that was probably the fifth or sixth time I had seen the movie. Yeah, me too. And I just I had never connected with it before, like I had when I saw really? it that time. I just nice. I thought. I just – it really affected my thought. I hadn't – I don't know. I guess maybe I had just – I hadn't watched in three or four years and Mm -hmm. I don't know. I guess my thoughts and opinions have changed since the last time I watched it. and I don't know. It just really – it really – it really just affected me more than it ever had before. Yeah. That's
1: one of those – that's one of those movies where it's like – I mean really any movie that you watch for better or worse, the more you grow – the more you grow as a person, your opinion of a movie is going to change. Exactly. So it'll either become like a nostalgic thing if it's like a kids movie, or you'll hate it if it's a kids movie and <laughs> you just see all the flaws in it. But right. the 2001, I mean, it's such a deep, a deep movie with such just unparalleled filmmaking. Uh-huh. I mean, you you watch it, and you can't believe that it was made in 1968. Yeah, yeah really. It's it's just it's master it's a, it's a masterpiece in mm-hmm. every sense of the term. And as you grow as a person, the movie, it's, it's going to sound corny and cliche, but the movie grows with you. And you, right. like I said, you have different theories and all that. Like I think Kubrick said that if you go away from – if you come away from 2001 A Space Odyssey, if you leave the theater uh, feeling like you know what's going on or know what's happening, then we failed <laughs> because they were, it was intentional that they raise more questions than they answered. And it's a very thought-provoking movie. And it's, Oh, yeah. It's just—it's incredible.
0: That's how Kubrick was. I always—one of the points I always make about Kubrick is that I think, as a filmmaker, what what he achieved better than pretty much any director I can think of is he—he he basically forces the audience to participate. Yes, you have to—you have to be part of the movie in order to experience it properly. You can't just—you don't watch his movies; you experience them. That's how I feel about Kubrick, and exactly—and the, the prime example, in my opinion, is Two Thousand One.
1: Yep. So. Yeah, I was I was actually talking to uh our uh, well, my coworker, Tiny's part-time coworker, uh Mike, not my friend Mike, but my coworker Mike. Um <laughs> anyway, I was talking to him last night about Stanley Kubrick and uh I'm like I was looking through all the looking through his filmography and I'm like I'm I'm going to rewatch pretty much. I'm going to go through his entire catalog <laughs> at some point because there's still a few I haven't seen. Same here. Yeah, and I I haven't seen Clockwork Orange in years. Right. Um yeah, it's a good one. So yeah, yeah. So that's the last awesome. one on your list. That's the last one on mine. Okay. Yeah, I have a, uh, I have one more. That's it's kind of goofy. <laughs> um, if for those that are just <laughs> listening for the first time now or don't know, we are broadcasting from Speedway, Indiana. Spark plugs. Yeah, skill plugs. Um, home of the Indianapolis 500. Um, <laughs> and there's there's a shopping center there, and there used <sighs> to be yeah, there used to be like a like a like a second or third run movie theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had like two screens maybe. Yeah, two screens, uh, yeah. a dollar, it was a dollar theater. Awesome. Back in the uh, early to mid-90s. <laughs> and I just remember having fond memories from that place. I mean, it was just yeah. a really, really gross kind of, just, just really <laughs> gross theater. It was a great place to see a, see a movie though. It was. And yeah. they. Uh, one thing that I really, I lament never, never, experiencing this because I was too young or, or what have you, but they used to do midnight screenings of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Awesome. Yeah, every every week they would do it. Huh. Um, and people would get dressed up and do all that. So I, God, I really wish that I could have checked that out because I, I I still haven't seen Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. Huh. Um, and I, I should have seen it then. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah. But I just have fond memories. Like I remember seeing Liar Liar there, and I remember <laughs> – um, I remember as the movie's starting, um, and they accidentally messed up. They accidentally me- mixed up the projections or something like that. So Anaconda started playing, <laughs> and uh, I was just like, "What? The, why is a snake in Liar Liar? I don't get it." Um, Jim Carrey really looks like a snake. This is yeah, weird. <laughs> yeah. This is weird. Is he lying? Now? I can't even understand what he's saying. <laughs> I don't speak snake he's a really good liar <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um so it's just it's just fun little memories like that and i remember this, <laughs> i remember in like junior high um i remember walking there because it was like a like half a mile from my house yeah all told um and i just remember walking there and seeing she's all that wow <laughs> in the theater and i mean that's that's a fun little fun little um uh, high school whatever movie i actually yeah. just recently rewatched it and it was it was amazing that it was it was funny to me that not another teen movie i didn't realize how little they had to change the <laughs> script because it's it's dead on it's wow. hilarious i have still never seen she's all that oh, you're fired uh, yeah. um, <laughs> No, it's, it's, it's a fun, it's a fun movie. Yeah. 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 Um, should we talk a little bit about like what exactly it is about movies that we love? Cause I mean, we, we touched on it a little bit in this discussion already, but, um, right. Like any, anything particular that pops out to you?
0: Um, yeah, I actually, uh, you know, I've, I've always had a pretty clear answer to that question because mm-hmm. I've been a movie fan since I was a kid, really. Right. Um, and I think I think that I'm I'm drawn to film for the same reason that anyone is drawn to any kind of art form and that it really just inspires me. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not saying other art forms don't inspire me, but I don't know. For some reason, I always get the most emotion from films. Yeah. Um, I, I'm the reason. same way. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just – I kind of – I, I think I think films allow, at least for for me personally, they they allow me to have an experience. Like I said, and mm-hmm. whenever a film truly grabs me, I don't even I lose like the perception of my surroundings. And like it's kind of like you kind of if it's if it's the right kind of movie, you can sort of fall into it. And <clears throat> the analogy I always use is it's like it's like stepping off of a cliff, but you trust the filmmaker to bring you to a soft landing. Yes, that's, that's a, how a good analogy. Feel yeah. That's
1: a great analogy actually.
0: Right. And like and one. what's also nice about movies is it doesn't matter where you are. You can be at home. Mm-hmm. You can be watching it on an iPad on an airplane yep. or you can be in a really nice old like art deco theater yes. and you can get the same uh. emotions. It doesn't matter where you are. Mm-hmm. It's part
1: part of what I like about it. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. That's yeah, that's a good that's a good uh, a good one like you uh, bringing up like old antique theaters. Uh, just, I, uh, like, I, I went to, uh, I, I went kind of toward like down a little bit in Southern Indiana <laughs> last weekend and, uh, I passed through a town. I think it was Osgood, Indiana. Um, and they have hmm. a theater there. It's called, uh, the dam theater, dam with two M's. Okay. Um, and it's just like, it's like that kind of, th- it's like an, Ain't like an antique independently run theater and okay. um, I didn't get a chance to go in or anything because they didn't have I, w- I wasn't passing through at the right time for it but it's just I got all I thought was like I like I wish like like a dream of mine is to go on a cross country road trip where every stop would be a different independently run or antique or antique movie theater that'd be awesome yeah where I would just go and I'd, I'd check out a movie I'd get to know the owners kind of get to know their history uh hmm and all that, so it's it, that's a, that's on my bucket list. And yeah. in preparation for this for this podcast, last night I watched uh, I watched The Majestic. Awesome. Yeah, uh, Frank Darabont's uh, lesser lesser respected, I would say. Yeah, of his, of his of uh, his filmography, but it, it's a Valentine's to movies, really. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's another it's a Jim Carrey drama where he plays a, a disgraced screenwriter who's been blacklisted, um, who who happens to get in a car accident and have his memory wiped, amnesia. But yeah. he he washes up on this town, and it's in, like, the 50s. And this town has been, like, there's just so many so many kids from that town died in, in the war, in World War II. And he bears a striking resemblance to, um, like, one of the kids that died. So, he, like, he's kind of... He doesn't know any better, so he just assumes that he is this Luke... Uh, uh, Trimble or Luke, uh, character like that. Yeah. And, uh, he's, and it's just in like his Luke's dad is, is owns this movie theater, the majestic. And like, he's, he's like, yeah, we, um, uh, we need to open the. We need to reopen the Majestic, and they do that, and it's it's amazing because opening night of the of the Majestic's reopening, it's uh, you just see this line of of the whole townspeople that you've gotten to know throughout the movie, and it's it's just a great indicator that the small town lost so much. And I mean, in, in addition to Luke returning or, or someone resembling Luke returning to the town. Mm-hmm. Um, the theater also really helped heal them. And I think right. that's, that's a great statement on – I I just love the way that Darabont romanticized like the theater experience because it's oh, something yeah. that's dying. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was actually a great scene with Martin Landau where he – uh, I think it was Martin Landau. Yeah, uh, where he makes like – he makes just this impassioned speech about why they should reopen the majestic.
2: Once, once this place was like a palace. That's why we called her majestic. Any man, woman, child could buy their ticket, walk right in, here they'd be, here we'd be. Yes, sir, yes, ma'am, enjoy the show. And in they'd come entering a palace like in a dream, like in heaven. Maybe you had worries and problems out there, but once you came through those doors, they didn't matter anymore. And you know why? Chaplain, that's why and Keaton, and Lloyd, Garbo, Gable, and Lombard, and, and Jimmy Stewart, Jimmy Cagney, Fred and Ginger. They were gods, and they, they lived up there. That was Olympus. Would you remember if I told you how lucky we felt just to be here? To have the privilege of watching them. I mean, this television thing, why would you want to stay home and watch a little box? Because it's convenient, because you don't have to get dressed up, because you can just sit there? I mean, how can you call that entertainment alone in your living room? Where's the other people? Where's the audience? Where's the magic? I'll tell you, in a place like this, the magic is all around you. The trick is to see it.
0: Right. It's a great testament to the art of film. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And but, it's in a really really nice setting, like a post war mm-hmm. post war setting. Yeah, you know? small
1: town, which he's, right. he's Darmont's really great at creating. Absolutely. But um to answer the, the question of of the, the topic um why I love movies, there's 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 many reasons. There's there's basically there's all there's the obvious magic of movies. Like a kid can go see a movie and if the filmmakers do their job right that movie becomes a, a permanent part of him. Absolutely. And, and that kid will grow to res- – like he'll – years later, he'll revisit, he'll revisit that movie and he'll instantly feel like a kid again. Mm-hmm. And it's just that nostalgic feel that just gets permanently placed in him. And also, I mean, a kid can go to a movie – and he can see like makeup effects or he can see like an actor give a really great performance and then that can inspire so much in someone right and it's just there's a power there that a lot of other a lot of other things don't they don't carry that much weight mm-hmm. and that much importance in people's lives right and it's just great and like i said before a movie theater is really a a sacred place to me and i mean there isn't any other place where you can go and just literally be transported, maybe not literally, but figuratively. Um, <laughs> I know what you meant. Be transported to just another world and another reality, um, and it's 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 escapism, and escapism is can be a form of therapy, right? And it's something that uh, you don't get from other things, right? It's, it can be cathartic that way. Yes,
0: it really can. Yeah, um, um, and like back to your to your point, I whenever when I was thinking about this, why I love movies, it made me think of. The summer, like the summer and fall of like two thousand two, when I had this like borderline unhealthy obsession with um, the movie Fight Club.
1: Oh yes, and like the
0: movie was like three years old at that point.
1: You actually got me into Fight Club, is it? Yeah, Did and that I? became like my favorite movie. You're like, <laughs> you got to see this movie, and like this was, this was, I think, like when we like first met too. I think so, yeah, and I was like, this guy won't shut up about Fight Club. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep, but uh, I just remember yeah. that like that summer and like part of that fall, like. I don't know. I, I played football back then, and I just—it just makes me think of back to like when we were in two a days. Mm-hmm. We would like, like my friends would come over to my house, and we would watch that movie like between practices, <laughs> and then like we'd be quoting it the whole time at school. And Jeez. every time I see the movie, it makes me think of that time in my yes. life. Um, I don't know. It just—it it really. I, we we'd always just. We just really connected with the movie, and it's not because we're crazy anarchists or anything, but just because, I don't know, it it, it was funny, and we just connected with it for some reason.
1: And that's another prime example of a movie, at least for me. Like, I saw it around the same time you did because you turned me on to it, but um, going back and seeing it when you're older, I mean, it's just a different experience. It is. And you just – you pick up on much more – much, much more – Themes of the movie, like you pick up on the more serious or more adult themes of it, right? And uh, it's just it's one of the it's a rewarding movie. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think part of why I love movies is that I just I, I love just connecting with characters. I think that's why yes. on this on this podcast I talk so much about performances, right? Because that's what I it's just pretty much the primary thing I focus on when I watch a film, just because I love right. connecting with characters and there's there aren't that many other art forms where you can connect with characters, you know, right. books obviously, but like, yeah. You know, if you go see a painting, you can't really connect with that. Yeah. With it that way. Right. And so,
1: I mean, Mona Lisa, she's, she's a really great character. So, I mean, that <laughs> smiles really good, but yeah. there's not really any development there. exactly.
0: Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, like, just, yeah, it's just <laughs> I don't like, I don't know. When, like when I watched the Godfather, you know, Michael Corleone, yes. I, he made me think about what I'd be willing to do for my family mm-hmm. or like, Christy Brown from My Left Foot. He I just have not seen it. Yes. Oh well, you suck. Yeah, um, I know. <laughs> it's uh, it, like when I watched that, it made me feel like you know this guy did everything, and he has this horrible disease. It just made me feel like I could do anything. So nice. you just that's why I just love connecting with characters. Yeah, that's how I feel about it.
1: That's a good. That's a good. That's a good point, and I agree completely. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah. Right. I mean, and you know, sometimes you just want to. Sometimes you want to throw on a movie and laugh, and sometimes yeah. you want to have your mind blown, and sometimes you want to watch Michael Bay right. cut the screen every two seconds.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I'm going to play devil's advocate here, but I mean, sometimes you can get some things out of Michael Bay that... You know, I mean, that first Transformers movie, I mean... Yeah. Um, Sam Witwicky? Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, he's... <laughs> is it a good call, Tiny? Is it? It's a call. Um, yeah. Um, no, I mean, even like... Uh, Shy LaBeuf in that movie. I mean it's if you've ever been an awkward teenager. No,
0: no, 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 no,
1: no, no,
2: no, 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 no. Optimus. Bob
1: That's the whole movie. We just
0: we just depicted the whole movie for you right there.
1: So if you've ever been a high school student with a with a mechanical car that like can transform and everything, you can relate to that character. Yeah. No, but I mean if you've ever been like a socially awkward teenager, which I mean I was and still am in some in some aspects. You're still a teenager? Well, in my heart, Dude, I drank with you so much. Yeah. <laughs> you 've contributed <laughs> contributed to the delinquency of a minor um, no but uh you can i mean you can you can still pick out pieces of movies that don 't on the surface don 't really have much depth mm-hmm. and you can connect with them right. in ways that other people can 't and that 's one of the one of the more profound aspects of movies that is just really really great and i hate that i made and i made that i made this point out of a transformers reference (laughs) but you see my point
0: right i get what you're saying yeah um awesome it's impossible in my opinion i think it's you can watch a movie it can be good it can be bad it can be amazing but either way you're going to feel something yeah
1: that's what i love about it's going to evoke a response i mean for better or worse and it's always going to it's going to it 's going to if you watch it with a person or if you if you have a person that you can connect with movies with um, it, it will always inspire discussion, which is basically what this podcast is about yeah pretty much um, yeah and, and to a lesser extent, extent like TV shows too I mean TV shows work and they 're getting to the point where they are like they, they're they 're taking advantage of the long form storytelling with serialized television i mean mm-hmm. it started with like like um, uh, like twenty four for the for the flashier kind of action stuff, right? But I mean, like like Lost did it like it was almost like a film in itself mm. with the character development and all that. And I mean, Breaking Bad is another example of just a great long running TV series that's right. a character study, and also The Wires. We've talked about The Wire and how much depth there is to it. So TV shows making a break for it, but it's like what it's like what Martin Landau said in The Majestic mm. that it's just you can't you can't replicate. The feel of the being in a theater with a bunch of strangers and, and experiencing experiencing a movie at home like you right. can't you can't replicate that on a small screen. Mm-hmm. It's and a different experience. It is, and that's why yeah. movies will always have just a special part, a uh, special piece of my heart. Same here. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, I think that about wraps up our discussion. I think. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, as always, do you want to go ahead and? Uh, say what you're looking forward to uh yeah i only have one thing that i'm really looking forward to um
0: it's uh it's the movie uh, pacific rim
1: oh yeah i'm kind of glad
0: you talked about transformers because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh that's basically that makes one of you yeah. <laughs> one of the listeners <laughs> so um you know it, it's kind of like what i was saying in, about why i love movies sometimes i just want to go to a movie and just escape for 90 minutes right and think about something else and See some really crazy stuff. And that's basically what Pacific Rim looks like. And Right. I mean, say what you will about the trailer and everything, but if you remember that it's directed by Guillermo del Toro. That yes. He's he's pretty visionary in my opinion. Oh, yes. Um, and the
1: cast is incredible. Yeah, it really I is. I mean, Charlie Day, Charlie Hunnam, Ron right. Perlman. Idris Elba. I think Idris Elba, yeah. yeah. Um, All kinds of people are in it. Which so. <laughs> Idris Elba, I think, would be amazing as Bond. Oh wow! It would be. i like, just throwing that out there. Like if, like if Christopher Nolan made a Bond movie and cast Idris Elba, I would, I would freak out.
0: <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah, I can totally see that. Oh yeah, especially like a you know modern Bond movie. Oh yeah, I can see that.
1: Oh yeah, nice. Um,
0: yeah. So yeah, I'm looking forward to Pacific Rim. We'll we'll see. I, I think I don't know. I think Guillermo del Toro is really good about getting as much as he possibly can out of a world. Like, right. He creates a world and he gets. He just milks it for all it has. And yeah, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of his. Um, That's Labyrinth, cool. In Labyrinth, case in point,
1: yeah, I'm so. I'm looking forward to that too. It looks like, at the least, it looks like it's going to be just a, an awesome summer blockbuster.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, as for what I'm looking forward to, this is again, it's a little different. Um, I'm looking forward to the Emmy nominees. Oh wow! The, they're going to be coming out soon. I think Aaron Paul is actually going to make the announcement. Nice. Um, and I, I'm just, I'm just really, really hoping that Netflix makes a splash with House of Cards.
0: Oh, that'd be so cool. Yeah
1: that uh, that that's I'm I'm really hopeful for that. Deservedly um, so. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and then a couple other things I'm looking forward to is uh, I'm not really looking forward to this, but it made me think that I'm going to watch the original. But I had no idea that. Spike Lee made an old boy remake. I
0: heard about that. Isn't Josh Brolin in it?
1: Uh, I want to say that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And I mean, when it comes to Spike Lee, honestly, I can take or leave him. I mean, I I can't, I'm not really a big fan, but Mm -hmm. I just seeing that they actually went through with remaking old boy. (laughs) Yeah. All it did is it made me want to go back and watch the original. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've only seen it once. And I mean, that was several years ago, Right, but I need to see it again. I own it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, I'm going to check that out. And then finally, the last thing I'm looking forward to is uh, Europa Report. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I posted on on the blog for my trailer Tuesday that it, it looks like it's going to be cruel, cool, really cool. Yeah. And uh, I kind of teetered on whether or not I should check it out on iTunes or if I should wait until it's in the theater because it looks like the visuals are going to be really, uh, really, really well-suited for a theater experience. But mm-hmm. I, I think I've heard some feedback from like uh, – some other bloggers, particularly uh, the Film Hipster at, at filmhipster.com and the Cinema Monster at thecinemamonster.com. Um They both said that it's it's really impressive and, and really cool, and it reminds them of, uh, or it reminds uh, Joe at the Cinema Monster. It reminds him of uh, Sunshine and Moon, wow. which are two just stellar. <laughs> That's no what pun it intended. made me think of when
0: I saw the. Uh, uh... When I saw the trailer, yeah. it kind of made me think of Sunshine a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and the Sunshine
1: is one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah, same here. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to check. I might actually bite the bullet and check it out this weekend on iTunes. It's available on iTunes right awesome. now. Awesome. There's another thing that's kind of interesting. Um, we, we talk, we've talked up theater experiences and everything, <laughs> and I'm sitting here talking like, yeah, I'm going to short sheet the, uh, the movie theaters and watch this movie on demand <laughs> or on iTunes. So. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe I'll wait for the theater cuz I'm like I said it holds a special place in my heart but it's also more convenient so it's right it's hard to argue against it, it sometimes re- it really is the convenience yeah, yeah. and it kind of it sucks but it's a way of life but I will al- I don't know I'll always love going to the theater
0: same here yeah i'm awesome. just impatient yeah um, all
1: right. Well, you want to go ahead and uh, sign us out then? Yeah. Um, well, this has been a this has been fun. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, once again, if you if you have memorable theater experiences, uh, shoot us an email at ovpodcast all one word at gmail dot com. Again, again, that's ovpodcast at gmail dot com. Basically, write out uh, write out a memorable experience of yours. Uh, something that made you fall in love with movies and and at a movie theater and uh we'll pick we'll pick one or two of the best ones and we'll read them we'll read them on the podcast and if you have any blogs or podcasts that you want to promote yourself we'll give you a shout out um if we pick yours so be sure to get your get those in we'll probably do that in two or three weeks depending on uh if we get any (laughs) (laughs) submissions but so be sure to do that and uh if you want to if you want to Check out more of us. You can always subscribe to us on iTunes. Um, also, go ahead and uh, shoot us a review if you want. If even if you like it or hate the podcast, let us know. Yeah. Um, and then and then you can check out Tiny on Twitter at Obsessive Tiny. Um, I'm Matt at I'm Matt and on <laughs> on Twitter I'm Obsessive Viewer <laughs> at Obsessive Viewer. You can also like the blog on Facebook at uh, The Obsessive Viewer. And then also just just check out the site obsessiveviewer.com we post content uh pretty regularly and uh let everyone know. All right. So all right, well thanks for listening guys. Thanks.